Oliver looked closely at Levi. He had just come out of Adventure Monster's Wishwash, a colorful waterfall that led into a cave where they could see their wishes come to life. Levi seemed fine. Okay, Oliver, want to take a turn? asked the Adventure Monster. Oliver kept looking at Levi. Does it hurt? No, it doesn't hurt, answered Levi. It's fun. I thought I was in there for days. He looked at Adventure Monster. I wasn't, was I? No, just a few minutes, right, boys? The boys all nodded their heads. Oliver moved to the beautiful curtain of what looked like water in all different colors coming down across the doorway into the wishwash. He reached out his finger and touched it, then pulled it back quickly. He looked at his finger. It seemed fine, and it was completely dry. What is that stuff? he asked Adventure Monster. Just some of the good wizard's magic, Adventure Monster answered. It's okay if you don't want to go in, Oliver. Spencer, Theo, or Knox can go first if you like. Oliver shook his head firmly. No, I'm going. He, he hesitated for just another second, then stepped forward, his first foot going through the waterfall just before the rest of him followed his foot. Levi hollered at him. It's real dark at first, but don't be scared. It won't last long. Oliver stepped into the wishwash, and sure enough, it was very dark. He didn't like that. He couldn't even see the sparkly jewels that were in the walls and ceilings of most of Adventure Monster's caves. He started to turn around and go back when the floor started moving up and down, then side to side. Then he heard something that sounded like water splashing all around him. He reached out, hoping to find something to hold on to, and Sure enough, there was a wooden rail right there beside him. As he grabbed the rail, it began to get just a little bit lighter in the cave. Then he saw lightning flash in the sky above him. As it got light enough to see around him a little more, he saw that he was on an old wooden ship in the middle of a storm. The waves were beating on the side of the ship, and it was moving up and down and side to side. The rail he was holding onto had a big wheel with lots of handles on it. Steer us, Captain Oliver, he heard a gravelly voice yell. He grabbed the wheel and began turning it back and forth. He really wasn't sure which direction he was supposed to go, but he found that just moving it back and forth seemed to steady the boat a little. He kept moving the big wheel gently from side to side, one side to the other. Soon, they sailed away from the storm and the skies started to clear. He heard a mighty cheer go up all around him. Yay, Captain Oliver saved us again, they yelled. He looked all around to see wet sailors with messy beards and hats all on crooked. Some had swords in their belts, others had pistols or knives. He looked up to the mast above him and saw a black flag with a skull and crossbones on it. He was on a pirate ship. Oliver saw the pirate who had yelled at him to grab the wheel, limping up to him on one normal leg and one wooden one. Oliver wondered what the pirates would do to him when they found out that a little boy was on their ship. But the peg-legged pirate walked up to him and slapped him on the back. He had a big grin on his face that showed several missing teeth. Great job, Captain, he growled. I don't know how you do it, but you saved us from many a storm. Oliver gave him a funny look, then looked down at himself. He was dressed in black with black boots. He had a sharp, curved sword in his belt and a pistol, too. He was wearing a poofy white shirt with the sleeves rolled up to his elbows, and he suddenly realized 
He could only see out of one eye. He put his hand over the other eye. There was a black patch over it. He started to take it off, then realized the other pirates might expect him to keep it on. How long have I been sailing with you, Captain? Fifteen years or more? Oliver nodded. Must be. He wondered how he was going to get around not knowing this guy's name. Suddenly, another pirate came running up to them. Captain! Pegleg! he hollered. Well, that solved one problem. What is it? asked Pegleg. We got a big hole in the hold. Water coming in fast. Let me take the wheel for you, Captain, offered Pegleg. I'm not much help with things like that. Takes me too long to get there. Oliver followed the other pirate down a set of wooden steps into the belly of the ship. Several pirates greeted them as they passed. This is how Oliver learned that this pirate was named Dobie. They got deep down into the bottom part of the ship. Sure enough, just like Dobie had said, there was a huge hole down there. It was a little bit above the surface of the ocean, but every time a wave came by, water splashed in. And every time that side of the ship dipped down into the water, it poured in. The water in the bottom already looked to be up to Oliver's knees. He knew that if they didn't do something fast, enough water would soon get in to sink them. Oliver loved to swim, but he was pretty sure it was a long, long way to shore. Two other pirates were busy with buckets trying to send the water back out, but they were not getting out nearly as fast as it was coming in. Patch! Plankton! Dobie shouted at them. You're doing no good that way. Let's see what the captain has to say. The two pirates dropped their buckets, and all three of them looked hopefully at Oliver. Oliver looked around the ship's belly nervously. He really didn't know what to do. He'd never been in the belly of a pirate ship before. Plus, it was pretty dark and hard to see. He was just about to give up and start swimming when suddenly he saw some old crates hanging in a net above the hole. Get those crates down, he ordered, and let's see if any of them have boards long enough to cover that hole. Patch and Plankton hurried over to a rope that was holding up the net. They cut it loose with their swords and the crates all fell down into the water in the bottom of the ship. Oliver helped the other three sort through them until they found one that was just long enough to cover the middle part of the hole, which was also the widest part. Pull them apart, yelled Oliver. Soon they had enough nice long boards to cover the middle of the hole. Do we have a screwdriver? The other pirates all looked at him like he was a little crazy. Oliver suddenly realized that they hadn't invented screwdrivers yet back in pirate times. I mean a hammer and nails, big ones. Patch hurried over to a chest sitting on a table. He opened it and pulled out a big iron hammer and some long iron nails. Captain Oliver ordered them to nail the boards across the middle. Soon that part of the hole was covered. Now let's find the right size boards for the top and bottom. They sorted through the crates again and pulled off some boards that would be just right for the rest of the hole. Patch and Plankton carried them over and started to nail some boards up at the top of the hole. Do the bottom first, yelled Oliver. Patch and Plankton looked at each other, then gave Oliver a thumbs up and did as he said. Not our smartest deckhands, Doby whispered to him. Oliver nodded. The two got the bottom part of the hole done in short order, then started on the top, but they couldn't quite reach it. Oliver motioned for Doby to follow him. They waded through the water and moved over to Patch and Plankton. We're going to get on your shoulders, he told them. Patch and Plankton let them climb up onto their shoulders. Then they handed them up aboard. Oliver took the hammer and a nail and started to nail the board on. Suddenly, something burst through the hole at the top and wrapped itself around Dobie, who screamed. It was a giant purple tentacle. 
Another one slid over and grabbed Captain Oliver by the arm. Thankfully, it was his right arm, and he was left-handed. Oliver grabbed his sword out of his belt and cut off the tentacle that was around Dovey's neck. When he did that, the creature suddenly drew back the tentacle that was around Oliver's arm, and it didn't bother them anymore. Yay, the other pirates cheered. Captain Oliver to the rescue again. Let's hurry and get these up before it comes back and brings a friend with it, yelled Oliver. Patch had to feel around in the water in the bottom of the ship to find the big iron hammer, but he did, and he handed it to Dobie. Dobie nailed up his side of the board quickly, then passed the hammer to Oliver, who got the other side fixed too. Then the pirates stood back and admired their handiwork. Still a little water coming in, Dobie assessed, through the cracks. I don't think that'll sink us. Do we have any mud? asked Oliver. Just this chest of dirt we brought from the island we just visited, Plankton answered. I collect dirt, you know. Well, let us borrow a little of it, please, said Oliver. He thought maybe he shouldn't have been quite so polite. He hadn't sounded very much like a pirate. He mixed some of the dirt with some of the water in the ship's bottom, then scraped the mud into the cracks between the boards. Soon it was sealed up tight and no more water was coming through. He's a genius, that one, said Patch, as he admired Oliver's plan. The men all climbed back up the steps and out onto the deck. The day was bright and sunny now. Several of the men were fishing for something over the edge with a net. It took several tries, but they finally pulled it up. The tentacle that Captain Oliver had cut off. They examined it closely, then smiled at Oliver. This is from Moby Squid, they yelled, then jumped up and down and celebrated. It's purple, just like him. Are you sure, asked Dobie, examining the tentacle closely. And look how big it is, another one of the pirates exclaimed. Can't be another squid as big as him. Dobie nodded. I guess it is then. He turned to Oliver. Great job again, Captain. This may be your best day ever. Plankton grinned as he rubbed his hand on the smooth purple skin. Moby Squid has eaten dozens of pirates, he said. This will make it a little harder anyway. He would have added poor Dobie to his collection if Captain Oliver hadn't been so fast with his sword, said Plankton. Dobie nodded his agreement. Suddenly the pirate up in the crow's nest began to yell. Oliver couldn't make out what he was saying at first, but soon all the pirates in the ship began running onto the deck and taking their positions. Some climbed up behind cannons, ready to fire. Some climbed up the sail ropes and hung on with one hand while holding their swords in the other. A bunch of them made a circle around Captain Oliver. They seemed to be his special guard. Soon, Oliver saw a ship coming over the horizon. It was a big ship with a bright colored flag. The flag of Mornia, Dobie whispered through gritted teeth. Captain Hobbard has finally found us. Oliver remembered reading stories about Captain Hobbard in one of his storybooks. Captain Hobbard, Hobbard was a brave Navy captain for the country of Mornia. He loved hunting down pirates. His goal was to make the seas safe to sail again. Oliver was excited about meeting Captain Hobbard. He had always been one of his heroes. But then he looked up again at the black flag flying over his ship and remembered that he was now one of those pirates that Captain Hobbard wanted to hunt down. None of the pirates had ever been able to defeat Captain Hobbard in any of Oliver's books. His cannons shot the farthest, and his men were the bravest. As Captain Hobbard's ship began to fire at their pirate ship, he could see that the books were right. Two of the cannonballs they fired dropped right through the deck of the ship, Oliver imagined that there were two new holes now in the ship's bottom as well. 
Several others hit the sides, and Oliver's ship was now starting to lean to one side. Captain Hobbard brought his ship up to the side of the pirate ship, and some of the, his brave soldiers jumped onto their deck. They were fighting with the pirates and dumping a bunch of them into the water. They cut the ropes to the sails that the pirates were hanging on, and some of those fell into the ocean as well. Captain Hobbard's soldiers were coming close to his guard now. Oliver looked all around him and saw soldiers coming from every side. He wasn't sure if he could get his crew out of this one. Then he looked toward the back of the pirate ship and saw another flag, one he hadn't noticed before. It was a small white flag, and it had a picture of a purple dragon on it. Fruit dragon, said Oliver. We need a fruit dragon. Then he paused. Where can we find one out here? Suddenly, Oliver saw a shadow flying across the sky far, far away. He couldn't quite make out what it was, but it was big. The soldiers were fighting with his guard now and getting closer to capturing Captain Oliver. Oliver kept his eyes on the sky. As the creature got closer, he could see that it was colorful. Purple, maybe, but all glittery like silver. It was flying super fast, maybe as fast as Adventure Monster could run. In no time, it was close enough for him to make it out. It was a dragon. He sure hoped it was friendly to pirates. Adventure Monster had told them stories about pirates and dragons, and they usually didn't get along. They both were greedy for all the treasure. Everyone stopped fighting and looked up as the wind from the dragon's wings blew down on them. He was directly above them now, and he was almost as big as their ships. He circled above the pirate ship, then dove down and grabbed some of Captain Hobbard's soldiers with his claws. He threw them back onto Captain Hobbard's ship, then grabbed some more and did it again. Captain Hobbard fired some of his cannons at this huge purple dragon, but the cannonballs just bounced off and the dragon laughed. He turned sideways and swung his tail like a baseball bat, slamming some of the cannonballs back into Captain Hobbard's ship. Captain Hobbard ordered the, drag the cannons to stop firing, since only their ship was getting damaged by them. As the dragon circled and dove, the soldiers all ran back toward their ship and started jumping back onto it. Some missed and ended up in the ocean. Oliver heard several scream and saw purple tentacles grabbing them and dragging them under the water. When all of the soldiers had gotten back onto their ship, the purple dragon pulled off their masts and sails with his big talons and dropped them into the sea. Then he swatted the back of their boat with his mighty tail, and Captain Hobbard's ship shot off into the distance, far away from Captain Oliver's pirate ship. The purple dragon flew down and hovered over Oliver. He nodded and smiled at Oliver, then dropped some huge strawberries and plums down onto the deck for the men to enjoy. Oliver thanked him, and the dragon smiled again. Suddenly the ship groaned and then leaned sideways a little more. The dragon stopped smiling, then flew around the ship near the water. He shook his head. The pirate ship was sinking fast. He came back to Captain Oliver and pointed toward a coil of rope near the big wheel that Oliver had turned earlier. Then he turned around and pointed to his tail. Oliver had some pirates tie the rope around the end of the dragon's tail very securely. They then tied the other end to the bow of the ship, and the dragon signaled for them to hold on. The dragon took off flying, pulling their boat behind him, and also keeping it from sinking any deeper as he flew. Sometimes he went a little too high and pulled the boat out of the water a little bit. The pirates had to hang on to keep from sliding off the back. 
But Captain Oliver would just tug on the rope a little, and the dragon would go back down lower so that the boat just skimmed the top of the water. The pirates were all cheering Captain Oliver again and calling him Dragon's Friend. They were also taking their knives and swords and slicing off sweet, delicious pieces of the juicy fruit the dragon had given them, smacking their lips as they ate and pushing each other out of the way, trying to get more. Captain Oliver ordered them to take turns. Then Dobie brought him a big slice of strawberry. Captain Oliver and Dobie walked over toward the side of the ship and leaned against the railing as they ate. You're the scourge of the seven seas, Captain Oliver, he said as he wiped the strawberry juice off his chin with his sleeve. Nobody has ever beaten Hubbard before. Oliver nodded at their dragon friend. Well, we did have help. Yeah, but who ever heard of a dragon helping pirates before? Oliver nodded and then smiled. He wondered if maybe the dragon was sent by a very special friend. Suddenly, they heard a cry from the crow's nest. Land ho! Oliver turned and saw a beautiful island ahead with tall palm trees and friendly-looking people waiting for them with tons of food. The whole crew let up a cheer. Good for you, Captain Oliver, yelled Dobie, then slapped Oliver hard on the back. Oliver wasn't ready for that. He felt himself losing his balance and going down head first over the rail. Captain Oliver, he heard Dobie yell, obviously upset with himself for accidentally knocking his captain overboard. Oliver turned over and over on his way down the side of the tall pirate ship. He finally splashed into the water. The sunlight faded as he sank down and down and down. Then, in the dark, he felt something grab his foot. Oh no, was it Moby Squid? Oliver closed his eyes and suddenly found himself being pulled through a curtain of colorful water. The arm that had hold of his foot was not purple and slick but white and furry. He soon found himself back outside the rainbow curtain of the wishwash with Theo and all of his cousins standing around him. Adventure Monster was there too, leaning over him and smiling. So how was your adventure? asked Levi. Oliver thought for a minute. It had been scary at times, but he had gotten to be a real pirate captain. It was awesome, he said, jumping up and dancing around with his brothers and cousins. You can tell us all about it later, said Adventure Monster. But now, Spencer, you're up. Hello, Adventure Monster.